Do you like the north of England? Would you like to spend a couple of days doing nothing but playing board games, eating great food, in the presence of fantastic people, some well-known faces from board game media, and potentially Matthew Jude smelling great? Then, come to Aircon between the 13th to 15th of March next year. Tickets and more information are available on their website. That's aircon.co.uk and also in the links in the show notes. And now, on with the show. episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for October. Um, sometimes the things are okay. Sometimes you could say things are going quite well. Sometimes you might decide that what you're going to do is um, you're going to reward yourself. You're going to settle back. You're going to have yourself a nice little drink. And then on the other things, things kind of don't go so well. You could even say that there might be arguments, there might be disagreements, things just might kind of maybe end up on the rocks. So, with that in mind, joining me today, I have Christina, I have Michael Petrie from Pentree Games, who are here to talk about On the Rocks. Hello, you lovely Hello, people. you lovely person. <laughs> hey, Richard. How are you, Sam? Good, man. How's it going? Are you, are you good? <laughs> as good as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I was just no. I just wanted to check because I know that um, you sometimes have a difficulty pressing a button at the right time. So I just it to happens. Check. You just can't put a red button in front of me because I will push, and it's just gonna happen. Oh my god! <laughs> World will explode. Michael, don't do it. <laughs> the reason that we're here is we're here to talk about. As I say, we're here to talk about your um, your newly launched Kickstarter, kind of on the rocks. We're here to talk about yourselves kind of as, as a couple putting this game out there onto market but first of all michael do you want to tell us the quick story about the kickstarter <laughs> okay so we're waiting for approval from kickstarter and uh it came in we we're like yes it's here we got it yes let's, let's get all the, the special tools and the new the new things to play with and promote the game so for some reason i thought the button said promote uh, but i guess it said prepare to launch and um I launched it uh, about a day early, so we. <laughs> so yeah, this is where we're at right now. So as soon as I hit that button, it popped up. You're live. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I look at it. I look at my wife, I'm like Christina. She's like, what? I'm like, uh, we're it's go time. We're live, and she looks at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt so much rage before till that moment. I think we were like ninety nine point like nine percent done. And a little bit, maybe like another six hours of things to fix before we we're ready to launch. And then it was like go time. Like yeah. take a swig of drink. We got to go now. And uh, it was just intense for like six hours of fixing things. And honestly, guys, um, you- an angry Puerto Rican woman is the scariest thing on this earth. So <laughs> do not make your wife angry. That make me mad. <laughs> I'm. I mean, in all fairness, I mean, Christina, are you 
Did you expel all of your disappointment and rage? No, there was no time for that. Or are you are you kind of holding this back to kind of feed it out <laughs> in little kind of bite-sized drips Ooh. as time goes on, you know? So, you know, if he's five minutes late <laughs> from coming in from getting the groceries or something, you could say you're five minutes late and you started <laughs> a Kickstarter 24 hours early. And is this going to be like when you're an old graying couple and um, you know, you turn you turn around to him, look him lovingly in the eyes, and say, "Go and make us a go and make us some tea, honey." And he says, "Oh, actually, you know, my back's really sore." And she goes, "Well, that's fine, but remember that you started our Kickstarter twenty four hours early." <laughs> like, yeah, okay, okay, I'm away. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to use this for everything going forward. But yes. but when we fund, it's going to be like, "I planned this, babe. We're good. We made it. Mm-hmm. It, it was all meant to happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't think my my heart stopped I'm for like kidding. five seconds. I'm just saying I'm six thousand miles away and I'm still quite scared <laughs> being here. I know that physically you cannot get near me in any way, shape, or form. But I am gonna go. I am gonna, you know, solid. I don't know. Maybe one of these game conventions. I may see you one of these right days, here. and it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> what's um? What's mid like in camp at the moment, though? Because to set the kind of the way back clock, you kind of you launched them um, on the rocks um, earlier in the year, and you decided to kind of cancel and um, you know cancel the funding and gather yourselves back and I guess kind of design to kind of go out and attack again. So you've launched again now, and things you know you're 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 over fifty percent of the way there. So how are you feeling about things at the moment in terms of the Kickstarter? Um, I'm excited the way everything has been turning out the last. Oh man, we right now we're pretty much on pace of being our record where we were at last time. I think in two days um, during the last campaign we got to like twelve thousand dollars. And at this point we're at around fifteen thousand dollars, which is over fifty percent. And um, oh, it's it's just it's it's just glad that things worked out, even with the mistakes that were made. Um, we'll, we'll forget about that for now. Um, things are the things are rolling and the community has been great with it and I was honest with them about what yeah. happened and <laughs> and people and like messaged me like you know after 10 years of backing so many campaigns I've never had this I never saw this before and like I, I guess that they like that we're just transparent and being honest with it um, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first our first campaign, you know, we we were having some struggles, especially during the midway point where things were just really getting slow, and and it was really hard to pick up backers at that time. And convention month, basically. Yeah, Gen Con popped up a week later, or a week after our campaign, and and then us launching in July, which was a massive month on Kickstarter. I think those five campaigns that made over a million dollars a piece. Our, our game just got lost in yeah. you know everything that was going on. So floating like. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of um, Kickstarter creators messaged me, and they even gave us advice that, that you know you, you guys should you guys should relaunch, and they felt that our game would do better on a relaunch, and so we took their advice. Um, we went back. I worked with the manufacturers to try to bring down the price a little bit to help out, um, try to find better pricing um, internationally for shipping, um, and it seems to be working. And I'm per- I'm personally very happy so far. Me too. I'm proud of where we are right now and all the stuff we've um did to get here. So I'm definitely excited where it's going. And everyone's been so nice and just kind of funny about the error that we had, but still has been going really well. And um yeah, I just hope it keeps going this way. It's been nice. I think it's a recognised thing though nowadays. I don't think um 
speaking to the number of people I do that run Kickstarters, people kind of having to cancel a campaign um, when they're aware that it's just not going to fund to the level that they need it to fund. And then going back again just seems to be it just seems to be a stage in a lot of people's kind of Kickstarter journeys and especially considering how you know how competitive the market is and and the fact that there used to be in all honesty there used to maybe be about three or four big projects for Kickstarter kind of that year that everybody would steer clear of because they knew it was going to bring in the mega bucks and yet and this year already we've had like Critical Role kind of running big campaigns we've had Simon running big campaigns there's been some guys that have just swept in and done like a couple of million from absolutely kind of nowhere so you know it's a case of you you almost have to kind of like grit your teeth and just jump in with both feet, you know, and see kind of what what kind of kind of what kind of happens. I mean, I want to obviously talk about kind of like the gameplay behind kind of on the rocks itself, but um, in terms of kind of like tabletop and and um, the hobby in general, is it something that you two have kind of like kind of done? together as a couple for a while or was it something that Christina did first and you came Michael came in later I mean how did that how I mean how has that hobby been kind of part of your lives um, together well, together we've so originally I was like I started playing a lot of games um but then once we got engaged we we wanted to start saving money and um Mm-hmm. And we felt that, okay, let's get some board games so we're not going out spending all this money because um, we're trying to save money for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we found a, a couple board games that we fell in love with. Our very first purchase was Pandemic. I picked it up at Target because there was a sale going on. So I brought wow. it back home and we started yeah. playing it. And we'd never played a cooperative game ever before. And we fell in love with being able to actually play a game together. I mean, we'd never did this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christina grew up playing what Parcheesi? Favorite, yeah, Parcheesi. And I played, I played chess, so we always played competitive know, games. Such a great game. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then from there, we we I looked for more uh, cooperative games, and we ended up finding uh, Forbidden Island. And that game was it's it's still a fabulous game. I mean, if nobody's played, it's a it's a game that's like what ten dollars now. It's definitely worth to have in your in your mm-hmm. in your collection. It's I love it. Um, and then after that was Ticket to Ride, and then we really started getting really into these modern board games at that time. And the competitive the competitiveness with Ticket to Ride, it it definitely stood out because <laughs> well, there was times where we actually played with my my father in law and my sister in law, and just to see when you block that individual's path path of them trying to get to the city they want it mm-hmm. <laughs> and how upset they get. Yeah. Like I, I actually enjoyed that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was, it was just so much fun. These, these new modern <laughs> games. And then from there we just continue to start collecting and playing more board games. So the, us trying to save money for the it. wedding was, it, it wasn't what as else? easy as we would <laughs> want to have been, but because we found board games. Um, yeah. But it was, it's, did you, um, sorry, I was going to say, did you get the other members of the family involved then? Because you mentioned kind of the other members of the family kind of getting, so did did it become like a, a bigger family thing where people coming around, you just weren't having a, a sit around and discussing kind of what the what was happening in the in the family? You know, you would say, well, does everybody want to kind of 
do you want to have a game of Ticket to Ride or something like that? And it became like a bigger kind of family kind of group activity. It has. I mean, now when we go over to my in-laws' house, they ask, like, what games you got this time? Because we usually bring over the games. We bring over games. And um, I'm the individual has to read all the rules and teach <laughs> everybody how to play the game. And then get frustrated when somebody's not actually listening to the rules and ask me how to play the game <laughs> 10 minutes later. Um <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, our family, we like easier, quicker games that we could finish up in about 10, 15 minutes as a family. Like, um, what, what was it? Uh, Happy one. Salmon, yeah, Just Happy One. There's a lot of party games that they, they, they actually enjoyed. And there's a bunch of other ones like with some wagers and things of that sort. But we, my in-laws and well, our family just loves to play the quicker, simple games. But then we, we once we started completing our game, they saw that there was a little bit more complexity of some of these games and they ended up liking some of these harder games that take a little bit longer than 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Was there, um, did you have quite a, a reasonably sized collection before you kind of sat down and went, actually, let's, let's put something together ourselves? I mean, and was that a, jo- was that a joint decision or was that something grow. that you guys, you know? <laughs> see i think he, i think he found like kickstarter a long yeah. a long time ago and like eventually we get like one package here and there and i ne- never noticed it because i guess he put yeah. it right away downstairs and then all of a sudden he'd be like oh babe here play a game with me i think yeah. it was zombie side and then that's that was one of his favorite kickstarts i think at the time and then i was like wow this is a great game and then all of a sudden i swear from zombie side it had like a bunch of just like like boxes coming every week and then our, our basement is now just flooded just like our just a bunch of games i can't even count how many we have well we're about 200 now but being fair we had <laughs> we we had a couple shelves that were already built in the basement that's true and there was in the uh, we had one sh- like full shelf that was full and christina did say that we need more games to fill this out. So, I mean, she told me that combined. So, Did I? Yes. So, but I went all out. I was like, Kickstarter, back you, back you, back you. You know, it was it's like Christmas every, it was Christmas like every week at one point because uh-huh. it was like a new game on our, on our porch every week. I honestly didn't realize how many games we backed <clears throat> until I started working on our, our, our On The Rocks Kickstarter page and we had to like share, I shared his, yeah. his yeah, profile yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I see how many games he actually bought. I'm like, Michael! I'm sorry, like I couldn't hide it. It's like, it's like uh, I can't believe the history. No, you cannot. It's just hilarious. It's like trying to hide this from me. I'll bet you will find out. You'll always you, find um, out. Did you did you get to sit down and play though? You know, I mean, while we're obviously in the middle of doing the conventional oh, yeah. thing, is there anything else you want to say, Michael? You know, do you, do you no, but no, in seriousness, do you get a chance to kind of like play them or are you like are you at the point which I feel a lot of people are at, which they're saying, Well, I'm backing kickstarter less i'm more choosy about what i back and i'm making sure that if i'm not playing games i'm starting to kind of you know sell them out the door to kind of trim down the collection to almost kind of curate it to what i know i will play and enjoy i I mean i do want to sell them and i believe me i'd like there's all intention to sell them but i think it's just gonna hurt too much to sell them (laughs) so i haven't done it yet um (laughs) But we do find opportunity to play as many as we can. I mean, it's definitely a lot harder to start playing games when you're actually designing your own game because most of your efforts and time is going into designing your game, working on the illustrations, because Christina did all the artwork for this game. Um, so it's it's been 
it's been a lot harder for both of us to sit down and play the game together. So either I'll find the time to go out there and meet people at the game stores and talk to them about our game as well as play games with uh, other individuals and travel to the conventions and play games. So over the past year, I got to play a lot more mm-hmm. games than Christina has. Um, but out of our collection, we've played a few of them. Um, but right now, I'm not as ba- I'm not backing as many Kickstarters as I used to. Kickstarters I'm backing now are more from individuals and other designers that I've met over the year or so, and uh, I'm trying to support them to help them complete their goal and and you know make their dream come true of getting a game on Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, um, in terms of kind of like getting the game out there and kind of like the playtesting side of things, was that you know was that a strange thing, kind of? going from well let's play this game and everybody's like well either yeah I'm, I am playing this game because I know it or I'm not playing this game because I've played it and I don't like it to you actually saying look here's something I made my you know we've made together ourselves I mean was it easy to get kind of play tested did you have to go to did you go to the same groups or did you reach out to kind of groups that you hadn't been to to try and solicit kind of play testing feedback well, there's there's a thing called um pub mm-hmm. in our area, um, and they host events every every pretty much every winter and spring, and then um and then there's like smaller um pub groups and other local design groups that we will meet up with the play test with. So it really isn't that hard in the Philadelphia area to actually find some play testing, um, and get help with it. And then just there's a uh, meetup groups. Uh, for board games, and you and if when if you go in there and say, hey, I got a game I would like to work on, and these are individuals that you already you known that they'll be willing to sit down and play with, play, and so we've we've done a lot of play testings from individuals that we haven't known. Um, the um pubs that would be at like larger conventions mm-hmm. like Pax Unplugged, uh, Pax East, um, Origins. Um, we've we got a lot of feedback during those times. So. We were lucky that we're in an area that has a large board game community, a lot of uh, board game designers, and that are willing to sit down and actually work on your game, tear it apart, help you rebuild it back up again. It's really helpful <clears throat> um, making a game what it is today. Um, so that's really, yeah. Really nice Did you um, have you done artwork for other projects then, Christina? I mean, is that what is that what you? No, this is my this is my. Sorry, this is my first um, game ever. I never in a million years thought I'd be making a board game, let alone creating our own board game. Um, but no, this is my first um, board game I ever created. Um, I'm personally yeah. a graphic designer, um, so I don't know. Just kind of, just kind of happened, really. I mean, the art. I mean, the no, artwork is really it. stunning. I don't think it just happened. It's not like you just accidentally. I was like, oh look what, oh look what I did. I, I just managed to spill some really good artwork all over this piece of paper. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean she, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Christina's done an amazing job. I mean, from where we first started off at, from just the basic design and, and the different iterations of the entire on the rocks i mean you, if you go through our instagram um pictures you'll actually see how much the game has changed from the original yeah. time we actually designed it different mm-hmm. a lot a mm-hmm. lot different yeah um different themes we used to go play around with but now it's settle into more of a clubby kind of theme i guess the way it looks at the end but i'm really happy with how it came out it was it was a hard time figuring out but it definitely was a fun experience uh to do and i I'm happy to do it again or help others as well. That'd be pretty cool to help someone else in their board game to be asked to do that. would be really. That's cool a really subtle way of saying Christina would like some more graphic design and illustration work within the industry. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, you know, 
you can reach out to yes. reach out to her in the links that we'll put in the show notes at the end of the show because um, there's it's very striking, and I remember seeing posts on the various Facebook groups of people going, "Have you looked at this?" And people say, "No, I don't know." And it's like, "Look at the." Um, it was very clean looking, and the other thing that I think that caught people's attention was people go absolutely kind of bat crazy for kind of balls, bowls full of marbles, don't they? I mean, they go a bit kind of like you know they like it. You know, if you if you put any game, seems to be improved by getting little marbles that you can put and cut out bits on a board kind of thing and that was one of the things that people kind of kept on talking about was that something that consciously was that in there from the beginning or was that something that you kind of brought in mechanically kind of later on I mean the marbles have always been a part of the game we always wanted to do a recipe for filming a game and we mm-hmm. wanted something to stand out while it was on the table and and there's games that you, you'll see that have used the same type of look and it's always been appealing to the eye and so that was something we felt that that type of that type of mechanic or just the way that 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 component looked will work very well for our game. So marbles have always mm-hmm. been a part of on the rocks. Um, the bowls themselves came down came on at a later time when we were trying to find the right combination of of um, game types or game mechanics to make it work and that mm-hmm. that mancala feel of that of the bowls um came probably what five or six months later yeah, after definitely. the first time so after one of the playtesting probably came to yeah and if we felt that there ne- it just needed to be more to the game because originally it used to be just a a pull a bat you know just pulling the marbles out of the bag and if they if mm-hmm. they matched your you know match your ingredients you'll place them but then that was it mm-hmm. the game was very boring at that time and um, yeah. we felt that it just needed more, and then we found this next layer of the game, and to help develop it, and that's where it came, the bowls came on later on to make the game where it is now. It just needed more strategy. It was a little <clears throat> simple in the beginning, and then um, with because before you used to just basically draft the marbles from the bowl from the bag and put it directly onto your player board, mm-hmm. taking on the bad and good marbles, and it wasn't exactly that fun. So we need a little more strategy in distri- distributing the bad and our good marbles, and that's when the bowls came um, came to. So that's definitely helped in the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. With you, um, obviously being quite close, is it was it easier for you to give feedback to each other in <laughs> terms of what was working and what wasn't working? I mean, I'm I'm obviously aware when you get like a partnership, there's the kind of the you know, if you're if there isn't kind of like a, you know a, a closer connection as 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 you two have, there's usually a case of well, I'm going to say about maybe seventy five percent of what I want to say because the twenty five percent is just me saying I really really don't like this thing. <laughs> Were you quite kind of open to say, look, this isn't working, Christina, or this isn't working, Michael? You know, we need to kind of change this up. So was it was it were you more accepting of the feedback that you? that you got from each other basically i definitely think so we um <clears throat> we always had these things called we record our sessions all the time just either um the voices and we tr- we basically mm-hmm. played out you know what we thought would make it better or what he thought would make it better and we would kind of mm-hmm. play out each person's 
idea of what would make the game better. And if we didn't like it, be like, yeah, no, that didn't work, but at least we tried it. So we definitely did mm-hmm. pay attention to one another to see if we can feed off of, you know, our ideas. So yeah, I definitely think we were open 100%. And many times he has told me that that makes no sense whatsoever, but that's okay. I get it. Whatever. It was an awesome idea. You know it. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, definitely we helped each other. 100% brutal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honesty. It's it's honest. Um, I won't say brutal all the time, but we're Not definitely brutal, honest with honest, each yeah. We're definitely honest um, with each other. When, but we try the ideas to see if they work and what doesn't work. <laughs> and then the same thing when we go out to the to play test and have other individuals play it, we're sitting there listening to what they have to say. Oh, that's true. And, re- and writing down all their comments. So when we get back home, any suggestions that were made to us, we'll sit down and try them out together. So it makes it easier to replay test what and the advice that were given to us as, as soon as we go home being able to be with each other and see if that's going to work or not and scratch off any yeah. ideas that were previous provided to us by other individuals yeah that was fun i like when we yeah, did that yeah i think it's also important if you're getting if the two of you are kind of monitoring who's giving the feedback you get you sometimes you'll get a different vibe off the same person as in you'll come back and you'll say, well, this, that, that person seemed to really enjoy it. And it's like, well, do you think so? Because they did say about, you know, kind of X, Y, and Z. So I think it allows you to kind of maybe, you have, you know, you, you get different viewpoints from different people over what you think, you know, they kind of thought. And I think that can help with, you know, kind of putting ideas together and when you're going back over the kind of the feedback session as well. Did you, um, did you end up stripping stuff out? I mean, were you the point where you kind of went, right, we've got enough ideas, we've got like our, we've almost got enough ideas that we could actually fill the basement and take up more space than what we've got in the games <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> but did you end up kind of stripping stuff back and taking stuff out in order to kind of make the game flow better or, you know, play to a better, you know, uh, within a better time frame and stuff like that? There was one thing that um, we definitely changed, not quite took out, but changed how it worked, which was technically the spill cards. Mm. Um, before, mm. we used to have, um, I think you used to like roll a die, and then the opponent would just choose which card, which drink they would spill, I believe, and it was kind of weird and basic. I don't know. And then we decided to maybe do a spill marble, but that, sorry, a spill yeah. um, die, but that made no sense either. And then we decided mm-hmm. to maybe, what if we had to like, spill cards to make it more fun and specific? Um, towards a drink or a color marble and color ingredient and that definitely evolved throughout the game making it more fun and more I guess mm-hmm. not, not strategic but um, I don't know more to the point I guess it's just uh, more more focused of um, of um, I can't think a mechanism of a mechanism I guess yeah yeah okay. and then another situation was uh, pretty much how you were able to select your drinks um, Originally, we used to have like uh, like a menu. Like if you went to the bar, you had that little menu standing up and you could pull it. So what, ha- what happened, we used to have two dice in the game, or we'd still do, but you roll both dice and whatever name, number came up, you would look at that menu and see where your drink order was going to be. Um, trying to trying to instill that, okay, this is there's a customer in the game, so you're not really able to pick what you want, but, but that's what we're trying to do. But the problem with that is that that slowed down the game so much because you had to sit there wait for the person yeah. then you pick your game your things and we tried it it didn't work i mean it was really nice on the table to see it there but it just slowed down the game so at that point we just allow players to choose between three to four drinks of their choice and add them to their player board given you don't know what the value is going to be but you have to choose the drinks yeah. that you're going to play so that alone started cutting down the time of the game and a lot of the changes was to try to pick up the pace of the game a little bit and like given the first time you play it may take 
about an hour, a little bit over an hour to play it. But once you start playing it and you learn all the rules, the, the, the pace of the game starts to pick up a lot more. Okay. Um, in terms of the game itself, I mean, because, you know, we're half an hour in, we still haven't actually talked about the gameplay, which is probably the norm. <laughs> um, if we're talking about playing through a round... What would I expect to be doing on if I was playing a round of On the Rocks? Right. And and you can you can you can argue amongst yourself who's going to answer that. I will just sit back and enjoy the <laughs> the bickering. Oh, I'll take this one this time. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so pretty much, um, if if you ever if you get, and also if you look on our, our campaign, you'll see that we actually have a player a player guide that try to pretty much walks you through your steps of what you're going to do. Um, so first thing when you're, as a player, um, you're going to check first if you have any complaints and what complaints are, are cards that you receive from your tips. Um, the tips have a pass, a keep and a share card. So there's benefits to those. Um, but if you receive the pass card from another player, that means you're going to end up pretty much losing marbles off of your player board. Mm -hmm. So you'll be checking that first. Um, second, you'll roll your dice. So based off of that, um, the amount you have on your dice is how many marbles you're going to be drafting from the bag. Um, so let's right. say you selected five, or you got five, so you'll draft five marbles from the bag. At that point, you're going to look at the marbles in your hand, see what bowls that are out there with the marbles in there already, and see what's going to benefit you the most. So you want to make sure that the marbles you place down are going to fall into the bowl that you want. So you're going to go around like, as Mikhail and work your way around this in a, a clockwise pattern and drop a marble in one bowl at a time. So you want to make sure that you get the exact ingredients you need that's going to benefit you. After that, you're going to select one of those bowls that are on the on the board, and you're going to take those ingredients inside the cup, and then add them to your player board. Um, and then it's going to coincide with whatever you have on your recipe cards that you selected earlier in the game. Um, so you'll see, let's say, if one recipe called for four different marbles, you'll have one that has two blues, one yellow, one red. So you want to make sure that you you get those ingredients added to those boards to be able to complete that drink. Um, so once that drink is completed, that drink has a, a value on it. So that will be added to your end game score at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, after that, after you place the marbles, um, sorry, you'll see that you'll see if you have any additional marbles, you will add them to an area that's called, um, extra ingredients. So you yes. add those to those areas. So just in case something happened to one of your drinks that maybe it was spilled previously, you could use those extra ingredients to replace those marbles or add them to your board on a later round if needy, needed. Um, and then if you had any special marbles, there's three, there's, well, really two special marbles in the game, which is the gold marble, which we're calling the premium marble, and the black marble, which is the spill marble. So with the gold marble, it allows you to choose two ingredients of your choice out of the player bag that you can add to your player board um, to help you complete that drink or any drinks, and you can place them anywhere you want on the board, so it doesn't have to go directly to one. You could actually spread them out across the board. And then the black marble, which causes you to, you have to pull from the spill deck, and based off of what's on the card, um, tells you what you're going to be spilling from your player board. So it's pretty simple, just those steps. But that's what you do on, on a standard turn. And then from there, you will pass the bag over to the next player, and then allow them to, mm -hmm. to take their turn. But you want to continue making sure that 
when like even the bowl placement you want to make sure that you're using strategic you're looking at it strategically and not placing things in bowls that you think other players ahead of like they're going to come after you are going to take because you don't you want to make sure that they don't complete their drinks <clears throat> and um with the golden black marble though those were the, like i said those are the special marbles so when those are placed into the bowls you want to make sure that you place those into the bowls um that you feel that's going to benefit you the most so as let's say with the spill marble mm-hmm. You may want to put that in the bowl that has the most, the second most uh, marbles that slow down other individuals from wanting to take that because at that point they're gonna have to take a bowl that has a spell marble in it and then pull, take a spell with it. So they're gonna avoid that bowl. So there's a lot, there's there is some strategy to this game, and it's it's surprising once you start playing it, you'll see that you'll you'll actually get analysis paralysis at some point trying to figure out what you want to do. Me. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh, it's ridiculous. But yeah, we are playing as mixologists, trying to complete a few drinks over the course of three rounds. Mm-hmm. Basically, the yeah. one who makes the most tips and income at the end of the game wins. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't get to the tip part. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of jumped in there, my bad. No, no, that's fine. That No, that's fine. No, you're allowed. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you pressed a button, like I'm allowed to do whatever I want now. Oh, well, here we go. See? Use ding, one. Ding, ding. Ding. The button had that's nothing to do with it. So. You know, that's lucky. You know, I, just, I wondered, I was like going, hmm, how far do I have to, how long do I have to wait before the press the button thing comes up? And it, you didn't, you didn't disappoint. Um, yeah, but in terms of creating, but in terms of creating noise, in terms of getting the word out there, in terms of, you know, um, just making people aware that the game exists. How have you found kind of that being kind of like you know getting yourself started and and making kind of people aware and the social this nonsense that is social media and and all that thing. Did you did you have a strategy for that or has that been a kind of a, a kind of a learn it as you go kind of situation? Um, no, I mean I I read uh, Jamie Stegmar's book uh, previously and how to start promoting. He recommends to start promoting your game pretty much ninety days in advance. Well, we pro- <clears throat> we start promoting a game almost a year in advance, but the game while well, the game was still being developed and. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I was on Instagram trying to find followers on there, and then I started I started joining the groups on Facebook and getting involved more with the community at the time because I didn't know Facebook actually had such large groups at that time. Um, and then well, I've been pretty involved in you know talking about other people's projects and giving suggestions and just talking about board games that we've played and discussing board games that other people are playing that they post and. I just did my best to be involved with the community over the past year. And same thing with Christina. She's on there all the time chatting with the, the girls in the, fe- in the the female group. Not as much as late, though. It's yeah. Been a, lot. <clears throat> a lot to do. A lot to do both. I can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. B- yeah. Yeah. But promotion-wise, that's what we've tried to do at first is just get involved with the groups, um, chat with everybody, and just let people see who we are. So I used to get on almost every single day. Um, bring up subject. We'll talk about different things that could happen. Um, example, like you know, there's a fire that breaks out in your house. Which board game you get to save? Things like that, and you just to see the different comments of people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, you have individuals yeah. who be like, "Well, I have, I have a a, a fire safety box, and it, it, it holds all my games, so they're all going to be safe." I'm like, just pick one. <laughs> and it's like pick pick one, or I set fire to you, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we, yeah. you have those individuals like, well, I'm going to save my dog and not, why would I save the board games? Like, okay, we didn't have to go there. We're trying to, just trying to keep this simple. 
<laughs> There's always one in these groups, as you are aware. There is always going to be kind of one of these people that just needs to take it far, far too far. And to be honest, um, it's usually me. <laughs> I'll be, you know, even if I didn't have a dog, I'd probably go. Oh, I'll save my dog. You know, <laughs> um, you know that's that's so, just the, that's Richard. Just you're admitting that you're a troll. We can roll. Are you admitting that you're a troll, oh, it's, Richard? It's better than being a wizard. And look, listen, I didn't pr- look. I didn't press the button, Michael. If we're going there, <laughs> okay. I'm going so hard that one. Um, sorry. It, it was it was shining. I'm sorry. Oh, it was shiny. It was, it, was, it was so shiny. My nose was so shiny. It's like a moth to a flame. Um, you know, but on the other side of it, I mean, um, was there a bit of soul searching when? you decided to kind of cancel the project. I mean, was mm. it a case, was there discussions to say, look, do we walk away from this? Is this just something that's not going to happen? Or was it a case that you kind of went, no, this is going to happen. We have to come back and start again kind of thing. Would Had you made your decision relatively quickly just <laughs> after you made the decision to kind of cancel the funding or was it a case of well is is this actually going to happen here or or you know or is this just you know an idea that we think is really good but you know other people aren't so convinced by well i mean that definitely was something we were going to come back to even right before we canceled we even talked to <clears throat> we already talked to our previous backers and you know i wrote i wrote them and even chatted a few of them and let them know that, look, this is what we're planning on doing. We we feel that we may have been able to hit our goal uh, at that time the first time, but we we felt that it was an opportunity to save money for the backers um, and it was able to help us out um, by that time. Because when I was, I was in chats with um, one of the manufacturers and they were able to actually help us get a better price on the bowls uh, for the end those because that was a pretty pricey part. Um, the player boards were able to come down and pray. So we, we really want to do what we can um, to try to save some money for everybody. And um, it's helped. We were able to bring the price on almost $10. Um, yeah, reduced like, the size of some, some things. The mm-hmm. player board I reduced a little bit to see if that would help. And it, and it did, thank God. Yeah, so. Um, without le- losing too much aesthetic about it. So it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, the game pretty much looks exactly the same. Um, just small mm-hmm. things like um, in the previous one, we had. Uh, the back of the the player board was because when our player board and when you fold it up it looks like a menu but previously it had all this extra artwork on the back and we felt that it, it wasn't needed and by doing that that saved a couple a couple cents on the board itself because now it's just a black a black backing with um just the logo on it compared to like a full coloring um because ink, mm-hmm. ink's expensive so that that helped us bring the price down so a bunch of little small changes has has helped a lot mm-hmm. And um, but the but to get back to your question, yeah, there was no doubt we were to come back and relaunch it. They right when right when we um, canceled it, we pretty much had a date within a, a, a what, couple of days, mm-hmm. and said that we were to come mm-hmm. back October first. But ended right. up being um, uh, <laughs> September yeah. 30th. God. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it's like nothing happened. It's like nothing happened. That was like yesterday. I know. Okay. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, it, it was meant to happen. I guess. <laughs> My finger slipped. It's the fate. It's the fate. You're allowed to make a mistake in your life. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's allowed. Yeah. What Richard said. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're you taking know. his side now? What's it's happening allowed, right now? But it's an allowed thing. You know, it's an allowed We're thing. Human. Let's put it to one. Let's put it to one side just now. 
kind of thing. You know, that's it. In terms of going forward, then has this kind of sparked something under the two of you to kind of like create other games? <laughs> I mean, does I mean, is there now a folder or several folders? which has got kind of labels down the side with games on them um, that you're looking at kind of creating yourselves. And are you are you looking at creating them together or do you kind of go away and come up with your own ideas and then say, right, this is this is what I'd like to work on or this is what I'd, you know, I'd like us to kind of work on going forward? We have a lot of games that we want to make. Um, we have this thing called Theming Tuesdays that we talk about and basically just like sit down and just like during dinner and just record ourselves just talking about what games we could make. Some are horrible and some are pretty good. Um, but out of probably the 50 we thought of, we came with two really good ones that we really want to produce and start making like now, but we can't, we're currently in a Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, we have two great ones. Um, we wanted to just kind of do a, maybe a mini bar version of On the Rocks, more of a travel kind of theme, um, just to yeah. make like a smaller version of this game. And then um, a really cool card game that we wanted to um, do more of kind of like a battling of some sort. Um, I don't want to divulge too much information, but we have really cool ideas that we're ready, really excited for. But mm-hmm. that was going to require a lot of art, so that might take a little longer to um, to yeah. get to. Yeah. But we're excited. Yeah, but there's definitely you- a few other games that we definitely would like to use, and it's it's been fun. And I guess you could look at like Pixar when they actually sat down. Remember that one time that like when you watch the documentary, there was a time where the Pixar artists all sat down at a restaurant and they came up with all their ideas at one time mm-hmm. for Toy Story um wally yeah. all of them like it was they they came up with those ideas so that's pretty much like you wow. know the love of disney that we have like we're like you know what well, let's take that time where we just sit back and just think about different ideas and different themes different mechanics see what may work and write things down and and we sketch up some ideas of how things will work and yeah so we definitely have a lot of ideas but we need to get them out and start playtesting them eventually yeah playtesting is number one yeah would you approach would you approach publishers? Hmm. I mean, once you know, once this gets funded, would you go and say, right, okay, with the other ideas, maybe not go down the Kickstarter route, but maybe consider kind of pitching to kind of publishers? Because as I say, you've kind of there is a noise about the game. There's a lot of people that I would say are fairly influential on the four Facebook groups that were kind of like bigging you guys up then you're saying you folk have to look at this this project because it looks really really interesting has that given you the confidence to say well maybe the next game maybe let's not let's take maybe one game to kickstart and let's maybe put another game at the foot of like a publisher and see if we can pitch to a couple of publishers and see if they'll sign it instead kind of thing yeah i mean i mean over like i said over the past year after being a party's facebook groups um i've I've been in talks with a lot of other publishers, just being friends with them, just trying to friend them and get advice of them of how to manage things. And um, being able to chat with these individuals, I, I would love one day to be uh, for us to actually come up with some ideas. And and I don't want to say just pitch it to them, but I would like to co-design a game with some of these publishers. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's what I would like to do is actually team up with them. I'm not sure if I could give up the entire project and let somebody just take it. Um, that would be hard because since we're both like artists and want to have control, it's going to be hard just <laughs> to let go of a game and see what somebody does with it after after they develop it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I guess it's in the realm if 
if we have a good idea and we feel that it doesn't fit the type of games that we do, but maybe timing, it could be something yeah. that we could pitch to somebody. Because timing, it takes a lot of time to do a creative game. Like I don't know if people realize it, but it really does. It took over a year and a half to do this and um, a lot of sleepless nights just to create this game. So yeah, I think if time was an issue, I think it actually would be really good to maybe give somebody an idea and let them run with it. You win. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm approaching the bar and I want to, you know, buy myself a couple of uh, On The Rocks, um, how much money am I going to have to slip the bar tender in order to pick up a copy? Oh, uh, Right now, On The Rocks is actually going for $45. Um, and then we have like a very uh, a larger one, which is um, a $500 pledge level, which is if you back us in, you're pretty much will be considered like a founder of On The Rocks, or sorry, of Pentry Games. And those individuals would actually get the game, a custom insert of the of um, created by Pram Play uh, 3D, mm-hmm. um, as well as pretty much receiving every single game that that uh, we come out with from here on out. So we had ten little slots, and right now I think we have five of them already taken. Um, so which is nice. Um, so these individuals will get our games from here on out, no matter what, for free, and they don't even have to pay for shipping. So. But this is what we want to do for people who are willing to trust us and and help us move forward um, into the future. Because mm-hmm. as much money as we get into our hands now, it allows us to try to you know to do things that we want to do with the, in the game industry, and then be able to even get you know reviews for these some more games in the future. Because that's one of the yeah. things now is that I, we wish that we would have been able to get more reviews, but unfortunately, financially, some of these we just couldn't afford to get reviews by some of the top. Uh, people that said they were willing to take it on, but I, I just personally, we just didn't have the additional funds to be able to manage that. So we're hoping that these um, larger goal or these larger tiers will help us out to be able to do um, and get these larger reviewers on um, with us to help us uh, promote our game. Because I feel that if we yeah. would have been able to get the super large reviewers, the, the game would have funded probably on the first day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's 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 tracking to do. It's tracking to do quite well and get there and kind of fund and it looks kind of interesting and it's tactile and it's got marbles which you know <laughs> for a lot of people is a, is a kind of an a, is a kind of an instant win. Um, for people who have listened along tonight and they want to be f- kind of following you guys, f- you know, checking out what's happening with the campaign and everything like that. Where do you exist on the internet webs? Well, we're pretty much everywhere right now. So on Facebook, you can find us directly by our name. So Michael Petrie and Christina Petrie. Um, we have Pentry Games, a, a Facebook group. Uh, we have the On The Rocks community that's going on right now. Um, on Instagram, you can find us under Pentry Games. On Twitter, same. You can find us under Pentry Games. Um, Board Game Keep, you'll be able to find find um on the rocks there so if you want to take a look at it see some of the reviews that are on there you know please like the page if you if you're interested in it um and then we'll, you'll find us on kickstarter um on their own for on the rocks and hopefully you guys enjoyed what you heard today and hopefully you back us our personal website too it's pantrygames.com that too <laughs> our personal there website our personal website yeah there you go cool what we'll do is we will um We'll make sure that we put all the links in the show notes so that we've got notes to show. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, just go to the internet, 
go to the Googles, search We're Not Wizards, and you'll find us in all the different kind of places, worn out faces, worn out places like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and our website. And we've been doing quite a bit of writing on our blog, which is we'renotwizards.blogspot.com. You can email us if you want to talk to us about the podcast. You can email us on podcast at we'renotwizards.com or magic at we'renotwizards.com. Um, if you've got anything else you want to share or ask us. Um, if you've liked what you've listened to tonight, please consider dropping us a subscription on your podcast catcher of choice, whether it has the word cast in it, or whether it has the word pod in it, or whether it's got neither in it, like Spreaker. Um, if you like us even more than that, jump on the Apple Podcast and give us a rating or a review and a subscription. If you are going to be giving us a rating or a review... Under no circumstances give us 10 stars because it will make us big-headed. But at the same time, please stay away from giving us one star because we will end up like, you know, the guy at the bar who's had a hard life, who's sipping on the sipping whiskey, crying away, mascara running down his face and questioning his life choices. Give us something in the middle like a five because it's average. (laughs) We're just a little bit average. But the people who have not been average tonight, I give you the wonderful, fantastic Christina and Michael <laughs> Petrie. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Thank you for having Thank us you, so Richard. much. Um, there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards? No, but I wish I was yesterday. Don't <laughs> even start. <laughs> Just that last... I don't know if you're like... A non-wizard or potentially a grave digger with that little last dig. No way. I'm not a wizard. That you gave in there. Mm. What about you, Michael? Are you a wizard? I am not a wizard. Definitely not. (laughs) Not a wizard. Fantastic. And the other thing is to say goodbye. So, uh, say goodbye, Michael. Bye, guys. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye, Christina. (laughs) Sorry. Goodbye. No, that's fine. And it's goodbye from me. Remember, uh, stay safe, roll sixes, and um, just have one. You know, stay for one more. Go on, I'll get a glass. I'll get you some ice. What's your tipple? What is it you want? Are you sure you don't want ice? Or do you not want ice? Oh, maybe you want on the rocks then. But until the next time, goodbye. is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. (laughs) 